The EPL Show on the Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by BetSGPN. BetSGPN is where you'll find all the best sportsbook promotions and deposit bonuses. Just head over to BetSGPN.com. BetSGPN is your home for online sports betting. We're also brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is your home for the info you need to make yourself a smarter better. NBA, college basketball and the NHL, they've got you covered. Just go to BetQL.com and use the promo code SGP30. That's BetQL.com and the promo code SGP30 for 30% off. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for avid sports bettors providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure to subscribe to our page so you never miss a pick. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. And finally, we're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is your home for no VRG betting. That's right, no VRG betting that's legal in 40 states. Sign up at betteredge.com and use the promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com and the promo code SGP. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can check me out also on my website, lockbetting.com. There is no better time to sign up than the start of the month because we are looking for our 94th consecutive month of tracked transparent profit. Absolutely hammered the month of February with 23 winning days out of 28, winning nearly every single night in the NBA, including a 15 in one day on the 21st of Feb. Six and three with our futures with the Tennis Australian Open, including picking both of the winners. And 10, 20, 10 winning days overall. We now have 27 winning days in tennis out of the last 31 days we've played it. We are well back on track with the soccer. Five and two week in soccer. And that's off the back of a six and one weekend last weekend. So you can sign up for all of my official plays at lockbetting.com. That is a service that has delivered 93 months in a row of track transparent profit. If you look at the pin tweet at the Twitter account that I mentioned earlier at SGP Soccer, that's at SGP Soccer, you will see the previous month's PL because I'm a real capper. I'm a professional. I keep a PL every month. I'm not some glorified clown on Twitter who's faceless, who's trying to sell you bullshit. Everything I do and everything I say is statistical fact. It can be backed up by data. It can be backed up by spreadsheets. And that has been the case for the full 93 months. If you go over to lockbetting.com, you can look even further back than that. Just put PL in the search bar. It's free to go and have a look and you'll see what I have done for the last seven years on this service. And if you want to get involved, sign up now. Start of the month is the best time because if you sign up in the middle of the month, you will be billed for the entire month anyway. So as I'm doing this, it is the 5th of March and it is the best time possible to sign up for the whole of March for lockbetting.com to get all of those NBA plays, all of the tennis plays, all of the NHL where we are 73% on the year, all of the soccer, all of the boxing, UFC, everything we do. WWE as well. WrestleMania is around the corner. You get all of that over at lockbetting.com. So sign up today. 
Moving on with this week's EPL, as I said, we had a very, very good week. We should have gone six and one. Manchester City scoring three goals in the last 10 minutes was not good for us because we had City and under 4.5 goals in that game. Definitely on the right side of that. I think that was just a freak finish to the game. I think Wolves were very demoralised from conceding that second goal that made it 2-1. And from there, City were able just to pick them apart. And that's what City can do. That's why they will be the champions. So if you're looking at this league this season, it's difficult to get too excited about anything other than the top four race. It may be interesting to some people in terms of who finishes second, but it's pretty much irrelevant who finishes second. You want to finish second, third or fourth in order to secure Champions League football. We then have a little race behind that for the Europa League. Down the bottom, in my opinion, we're only looking at one relegation spot. I think West Brom and Sheffield United are doomed. And then we have a battle between Fulham, Burnley, Newcastle, potentially Crystal Palace and, and Brighton, I think, for that final relegation spot. And then, of course, when you're looking at who wins the league, Manchester City have already won. In fact, I think if Manchester City didn't win another game this season, I'm not entirely sure that Manchester United would even get to 65 points. I, I'm I'm obviously maybe exaggerating in the, in the opinion of some, but you know it's very, very possible. If you look at the recent form of United, look at the recent form of Leicester, look at the recent form of Liverpool, other than Chelsea, that isn't really an informed team, or, or Everton as well, I guess you could put into that category because they found some form as of late. And they're playing each other this weekend, so that'll be interesting. So given the form of the teams around them, Manchester City could wrap this league title up very, very early, which strengthens my pick for the Champions League because I always like to favour teams who can get their domestic business done early and Manchester City could surprisingly be in that category. But how much of a surprise is it really? Because Liverpool did this last year. Liverpool wrapped this Premier League up pretty early. They only needed two wins when we came back from the lockdown period. And now Manchester City could win this as well um, inside the month of, of March. Although not mathematically, I think it's already looking very, very unlikely. I don't think that you need to be playing your key players in, in these games, especially not in back-to-back games. I think you can already put Kevin De Bruyne and wrap him up in cotton wool and play him one week and rest him in X and make sure he only plays one time a week. You could do the same for Sterling. You could do the same for Ruben, Ruben Diaz. You could rotate your goalkeeper. I think Manchester City in a very, very good position to cotton wool their top players for the Champions League here and keep them out of domestic action because, as I said, they probably are good on 65 points and potentially, obviously, they're not going to finish on, on 65 points because they're not going to lose every single game. But I think getting to around about 75, 78, I think that's going to be very, very, a very, very safe total for Manchester City to win the league here this season. So it's looking very, very good. I think for, for, for I think for the double, the Champions League double and the um, and the league double, but obviously looking good for the quadruple as well. Because if you're looking at the FA Cup, you need to win three games to win the FA Cup. You're already in the League Cup final. Um, you look like you're through to the quarterfinals of the Champions League. The Premier League looks racked up. I don't think there has ever been a team in a stronger position to legitimately pull off the quadruple. And I think that's the situation that Manchester City are in at the moment. It just made a world of difference sorting out that back line. And sorting out that back line and still be able to, to score goals, I think is a big, big key. Plus, we still haven't seen anything from Aguero this season. Kevin De Bruyne is out of form. Can you imagine if those two players find their feet what this team could do? They're, they're doing it at the moment with their two best players over the last three or four seasons playing at around about, well, Aguero's not even at 50%. I would say De Bruyne is probably at um, 70% of what he can do. He hasn't scored a goal for a while. He's still obviously an assist machine, which I thought Manchester City would miss during the running, but they, they didn't. 
So if these two players manage to click, then Manchester City are going to look super dangerous and they look really strong, really strong in the Champions League this season. I do think it is a two-horse race between City and Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich because... Even though they do concede a lot of goals, they are finding a way just to simply click in the Champions League. They're finding a way to get their head straight and win big games. It'll be interesting to see what they do this weekend as well, because the biggest game of the German season is always uh, Bayern Munich versus Dortmund, and that happens this weekend. And you can listen to my preview of that over on Das Bundesliga Show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast feed. Beginning with the games here, we got Arsenal kicking off at 12.30, travelling to Burnley as the four to six favourites. It's 29 to 10 to draw and it's 9 to 2 on Burnley. This is a pretty difficult game to call because Burnley already beat Arsenal at the Emirates this season and Burnley are a team who have huge down periods and then they go on a little bit of a run to get themselves out of relegation danger and Arsenal are very very Jekyll and Hyde and as we're catching Arsenal here in a little bit of form we're seeing Burnley drawing a lot of games here. Burnley have delivered uh, four draws in their last six. So it makes it very difficult to know what one of these two teams turn up. When you're looking at talent, I would obviously lean towards Arsenal here. As I said, this is already a revenge game for Arsenal winning, uh, sorry, losing at the Emirates earlier on in the season to Burnley. But I think what I'm most confident about here is leaning towards the under. Under 2.5 goals have been scored in 79% of Burnley's Premier League home matches this season. The last two encounters between the two teams have produced just one goal, and that was Burnley winning at Arsenal. Seven of the last eight league games at Turf Moor, Burnley's home ground, have delivered under 2.5 goals. And Burnley have actually only won one of their last seven home league assignments. So, I would lean towards Arsenal going here and getting the win, but I'm only looking at one or two nil here. So I think your under would be safe. And the fact you're getting at even money, the over here is the favourite at eight to 11 and the under here is at evens. I'm not understanding that given the statistical data. So I'll ride with the data here and I have a small lean on Arsenal riding their form into this one and winning this game against Burnley on the money line. But the under 2.5 at plus money will be my official play here for this one. Moving on to Sheffield United at home to Southampton. These are two of the most outperformed teams in the EPL at the moment. Southampton come into this as the even money favourites. It's 9 4 on the draw and it's 11 4 on Sheffield United. Sheffield United are having a very poor season and they will get relegated. I'm not sure that they should be this significant an underdog, though, in this situation against this Southampton team who are as out of form as this Southampton team are. So it's difficult to pick Southampton. I I think my main play here is obviously towards the under, given how these two teams are very, very poor in front of goal at the moment. But I would also take a play on Sheffield United to avoid a defeat here at home because I don't want to be back in Southampton. Sheffield United have won five of the last eight home games in all competition, although it is too late for them to stay up. Southampton have lost eight of their last nine Premier League fixtures and are coming in here as a close to even money favourite. Southampton uh, have failed to score in five of the last six away assignments, adding, adding fuel to the under. And Sheffield United have scored exactly once in four of their last six home league assignments. So it certainly indicates that this is going to be a low scoring game here. The under 2.5 goals here is available at four to five. I would say that that's exceptional value because, oh, sorry, I apologize. That line has moved now. 
should have taken it at four to five this morning, especially for my clients. It's now at seven to 10, but I still think at seven to 10, that does offer some decent value. And uh, a lean here on Sheffield United to avoid a defeat on the double chance market, given the woeful form of Southampton that we just mentioned. I think that is a relatively decent play here for this one. Up next, you have a Midlands derby between Wolves and Aston Villa. Wolves travelling to Aston Villa, where Aston Villa are the 6-4 favourites. 9-4 to draw, and it's 2-1 on Wolves. I think this is going to be a tight derby affair. There's no fans there, but everybody wants the bragging rights. So I'm going to lean towards the under here. The under 2.5 goals in this one is available at 4-5. I just think without Jack Grealish, Aston Villa are going to be lacking goals. And even with him in the team, with him in the team, they haven't necessarily been a free-scoring team. We know what Wolves' problems have been without uh, Raul Jimenez. We know that they're a low-scoring team as well. But Villa have notched exactly one goal in five of their last seven league fixtures. And Grealish was playing in some of those. Although Villa have scored at least once in nine of their 11 Premier League home games this season, they are finding it difficult to double up on that. And I just don't see either team scoring twice. I have a small lean here on the one-all draw, which is available at 7-1. to one. But ultimately, my, my main play here will be in the under, as I think these two play out a tight, cagey Midlands derby here in this one. And the under is available currently at 4-5. to five. Moving on to what I think is the final game of Saturday. That's right. It's Leicester travelling to Brighton. Leicester are 2-1 to one underdogs here to win at Brighton. It's 8-5 to five on Brighton and 21-10 to 10 on the draw. Not understanding this price at all. Brighton shouldn't be home favourites against Leicester. I understand that Leicester are out of form at the moment. But here, in this situation, Leicester are unbeaten in nine Premier League away assignments. I think they'll like going to Brighton. Brighton are playing really, really well at the moment, but they've lost their last two games and they've been horrendous defeats. Listen to this data. Brighton have lost their last two games. They lost 2-1 at home to Crystal Palace. They then suffered a 1-0 away defeat to West Brom. In these two games against their relegation rivals, Brighton managed to have a combined 40 shots at goal. Against them, there are only six. They lost both of those games, and that included missing two penalties in the same game against West Brom. So two completely dominating performances where they played two teams off the park ended in two defeats and with Brighton only scoring one goal across those two games from 40 shots. That is highly concerning data when you are in a relegation scrap. And they come into this game as home favourites to beat Leicester when you can't score, you can't put the ball in the back of the net, you're going to need to score two goals here to beat Leicester because Leicester will score in this game. So what you're getting here is incredible value on Leicester, on the draw-no-bet market here, available at 21-20 to to push, if this ends up being a draw, a win if Leicester win, and you only lose if Brighton win this game. But in order to do that, in my opinion, Brighton will need to score two goals. And they've only scored one goal against two poorer teams across two games from 40 shots. And in the, in the six shots that went against them, 
they managed to concede three times and lose both of those games to West Brom and Crystal Palace. This is very concerning for Brighton, as I said. If you're down the bottom, you don't want to be dominating games like that and losing two six-pointers to relegation rivals. And you certainly shouldn't be a home favourite against the Leicester team who are desperate for a result because they're in danger of dropping out of the top four just like they did last season. I think this is a really good spot for Leicester. Don't understand the pricing, but I'm jumping on them here as a pick at 21-20 to 20 to at least avoid a defeat in this one. If they avoid a defeat and you end up with a draw here, you get your money back. But I don't think Brighton are winning this game. So I think this is a bit of a free hit here on Leicester and I really like the value. I like them on the money line as well. If you want to be a little bit more risky and you really do love everything I'm saying, then obviously you can play them on the money line. But for me, I'm going to play it a little bit safe. This game could easily play out into a draw. And if it is a draw, I want my money back. But I'm happy to ride with Leicester here at 21 to 20 as a pick against a Brighton team that struggled to score. Moving on to Sunday, we have West Brom at home to Newcastle where Newcastle are beginning to get themselves into trouble here after looking safe. They are the 23-10 underdogs to win this game. It's 11-5 the draw and it's 11 away on West Brom. I think this is a relatively decent spot to take Newcastle. They are the better team and they are desperate for a win. West Brom have rode their luck as of late, although they have been defensively better. So I could see this game going under. West Brom's last two games have been 1-0s, a 1-0 win and a 1-0 loss. Newcastle have been woefully out of form, but they still have quality players and they should get out of this situation. Obviously, Fulham are the team to watch, but I think a win here gives Newcastle some much needed confidence and breathing space. And I think they can get it here against this West Brom team. I like Newcastle as a pick, which like the last pick, pushes if you end up getting a draw. And a draw is a significant possibility here. I think it's a better result for Newcastle than it is for West Brom, who desperately need wins. And they'll be targeting this game as a game that they can win. And obviously the books think they can win it as well. I don't. I think this will ultimately seal West Brom's face at West Brom's fate. And subsequently, if Newcastle can win, it puts them in a very, very good position to secure safety. Every win counts. And both of these teams will will be looking at this as a winnable game. They'll certainly be looking at it as a much not lose, which adds more credibility to the play for the under here. But I'm leaning towards Newcastle as a pick and as a pick underdog to pull off the surprise victory, the surprise victory in the eyes of the books, at least, as, as you're looking at these odds and seeing West Brom as a favourite. I don't see it that way. I see this being another away win here for the better team, much like the game before where I took Leicester to win at Brighton. Obviously, Newcastle aren't in Leicester's league, but I think they'll be desperate, desperate to win this game here. And I think they have the quality to come away with West, come away from West Brom with the three points in this one. Up next, we have a, another one of those relegation teams that we've spoken about. It's Fulham. They travel to Liverpool, who are in relegation form at the moment. Liverpool are the 4-11 favourites to win this game. It's 4-1 on the draw, and it's 8-1 here on Fulham. Liverpool are obviously the favourites to win this game. I don't disagree with that, but being, being worse than minus 200, I don't see there being any value here on Liverpool. I saw some people picking Liverpool quite strongly to bounce back against Chelsea. I don't know how these people came up with that conclusion that Liverpool were going to beat Chelsea. I was very, very high on Chelsea as an underdog and I was very, very high on the under. My clients cashed a one-unit play on the under in that game. 
So as I said, I don't have much confidence in Liverpool being involved in high-scoring games. But this is a very, very good spot, unlike the Chelsea game, to end their terrible home form. They've lost. They've lost five in a row. And Fulham will be coming here looking to make it six in a row. The record has already been set. Liverpool Football Club have never lost five games in a row. So this is a team that continue to set records. But these new records are, are very, very pleasurable to me. If you're looking at this game um, in terms of how to bet it, I would take Liverpool under two and a half for their team title here because I don't see this team scoring three goals. I also like the under three and a half goals here overall for this game. Obviously, the um, under two and a half is at better odds, but that could potentially lose. I don't think there's any way under three and a half goals here can lose. It has been has been something that's cashed in 11 of Fulham's last 12 Premier League away games. This Liverpool team have scored just two goals in their last seven home league matches combined. Fulham have only won twice on the road in the league this season, so it would be very, very unlikely that they're going to make it six losses at home in a row for Liverpool. But then again, Burnley and Brighton have already won here. And under three and a half goals have been notched in seven of Liverpool's last eight home games, with the only one that didn't that didn't go under, no, sorry, that didn't go under, yes, uh, was the game against Manchester City, where Manchester City thumped Liverpool. But even at that, even in that game, it was one all at one point before Alisson handed Manchester City the game and they ran away with it at the end. So I think this comfortably goes under 3.5 goals, which you can bet here at 3-5. to five, Or you can take Liverpool here to score under three goals themselves. So the under 2.5 team total here, I think, would be my favourite play for this one. Because even though Liverpool may get back on the winning track, I don't suddenly see them scoring three goals here against a Fulham team that have been the best team in the Premier League defensively over the last seven games. So that's an interesting piece of data to consider in this one. If you think Liverpool are automatically going to bounce back and bounce back with an emphatic victory here over this Fulham team. I don't see it happening. I still think this will be a tight, tight game that Liverpool may be able to squeak out a victory from here in this one. Moving on to the game of the week, and it is the Manchester derby with Manchester United travelling to Manchester City. Man City are the 1-2 favourites here. It's 10-3 on the draw and it's 11-2 on United. With City being significant favourites here, it opens up a little bit of value on Manchester United here to, to not get destroyed. I'm not going to take us here to avoid a defeat in this game. I'm not going to take us to win or anything crazy like that. Yes, Manchester City may be distracted by other things and this Premier League looks won. But what you don't want to do here in this situation is lose momentum. Manchester City don't want to lose momentum here by losing to their nearest rivals, by losing to their Manchester compatriots. They don't want to lose momentum here by losing this game. So I think it's key that Manchester City focus, turn up here, make the gap even wider and beat Manchester United here in this spot. Although we're looking at Manchester United's away form and despite the fact that City look like the best team in Europe at the moment, it's difficult to make a case for Manchester City to destroy Manchester United here. Yes, they're more than capable of doing it, but Manchester United have found a way to play away from home. And I think that if Manchester City are going to dominate the ball here, as long as Manchester United don't give away possession in poor areas and fall victim to Manchester City's high pressing and are able to get the ball out, they are going to have opportunities here on the counter-attack to score goals. And if they can score a goal or maybe even two goals here, obviously it makes it very, very difficult for this to be any kind of landslide victory. In fact, Manchester City scoring four goals like they did against Wolves is a little bit of an anomaly. They have been often 
conservative this season with their victory. So I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring Manchester City victory where you're looking at another 4-1 or a 3-1. I think maybe they will squeak out a 1-0 here, maybe a 2-1 win, but I think Manchester United can do enough to stay in touch. I like Manchester United catching one and a half goals here on the Asian handicap line. Yes, it's a little bit chalky. Uh, it's available here at 8-13, to 13, so it's not going to be one of your big um, plus money plays, but we've just done a couple of those. We've given you Leicester as a pick and Newcastle as a pick because I think those are, are wrongly priced lines here. I think everything's right. I think Manchester City are a favourite. I don't think they're better than minus 200. I think minus 200 is about right. And I do like Manchester United to be able to go here and compete against this Manchester City team because I think we're looking at the teams here player for player. Manchester City obviously have a slight edge in all areas, but it isn't very huge. They have a slightly better goalkeeper who's in better form. They have a slightly better backline. When you look at the, the, the players, player for player, you can't easily say that Wambasaka couldn't get into the Manchester City team. You couldn't significantly say that Luke Shaw couldn't be the left back. You couldn't say that Harry Maguire couldn't partner Ruben Diaz. You know, I would think that those two would significantly be the, the front two. I know John Stones has had a good season, but Harry Maguire has been England's number one centre-back for years. So it's difficult to make these arguments and say that City are significantly better for Manchester United player for player. Is Bruno Fernandes playing better than Kevin De Bruyne? If you're going to have one midfield player at the moment who's a playmaker and you're choosing between De Bruyne and Fernandes, you'd go with Fernandes. It's, it's crazy to say. Obviously, you'd find a way to get both players in the team. But if you're a Mourinho managing these two players and you're looking at De Bruyne and Fernandes and you're adamant on playing two holding midfield players and you only want one free roll midfielder, then you would go for Fernandes over De Bruyne. Up top, Manchester City at the moment are managed to find a way to score goals and win games. But during times this season, um, Bernardo Silva's been out of form. Mares has been out of form. Raheem Sterling hasn't had a marquee season. Aguero is suffering from COVID and injuries and illnesses. And Gabriel Jesus hasn't hit the ground running. So you can make a taste for any one of United's attackers featuring here in this City front line. In fact, if City had an Edison Cavani in their team at the moment, they would be much stronger because their, their goal scorers at the moment, Aguero and Gabriel, are not delivering. So there isn't a massive, massive gap. Even though the league table shows a massive, massive gap and Manchester United aren't really challenging for the title and Man United have been eliminated from the Champions League, I do only think that Manchester United are a couple of players away from competing. And the players in the positions where you favour Manchester City at the moment, I don't think it's significant. So I'm not expecting a landslide victory here in this one. And it is a Manchester derby. Manchester United did win this fixture three times last season. So... I would lean towards Man United here, managing to avoid a significant defeat. So I take Man United plus 1.5, and that is available 8 to 13 in this one. Moving on to your final game here for Sunday, it is Tottenham at home to Crystal Palace, where Tottenham are the 1 to 2 favourites. It's 7 to 2 to draw, and it's 6 to 1 on Palace. Sunday looks like a day where, where moneyline parlays are going to be hit, and people are going to go for Liverpool, Manchester City, and Tottenham. I wouldn't be as confident about the other two as I would be about this one. Crystal Palace are awful. Uh, I think it's an awful, awful result that Manchester United weren't able to beat Crystal Palace in midweek. My play for that game was United in under 4.5 goals. I'm going to take the same play here for this one. It is available at 4-5. to five. I think Tottenham also win this game to nil. And you're getting that here at plus money at 6-4. to four. 
Don't know why you're getting that at 6-4 here. Tottenham have been very, very good defensively as of late and have beaten Palace to nil in each of the last five home meetings against the Eagles. And that is when they had their full team out and Zaha was playing. Here they're missing a load of players and Zaha is still out. And Palace have failed to score in four of their last five games. Tottenham have won each of their last two Premier League matches and Tottenham have won four of their last five fixtures in all competitions. This is a Tottenham win. I like Tottenham on the money line. I like Tottenham and under 4.5 goals here, which is available at 4-5. to five. And I love Tottenham to nil here at plus money, which is available at 6-4. to four. Lots of value in this game and we certainly will have a play on it over at lockbetting.com. As I mentioned at the top of the show, there is no better time to sign up for the service. We are going for 94 months in a row of consecutive track profit. We are, an in, we are on an incredible run in the NBA, in tennis and in soccer at the moment as well. We have just delivered a 30-unit month for our clients. And I'm talking about £3,000, as that's in pounds that we work it out as. If you take that into dollars, that gets you up to four thousand dollars over four thousand dollars for the month of february is what we made people now for the sign-up cost that is an incredible profit and we have done this for 93 months in a row it's all tracked go to the at sgp feed look at the pin tweet and you'll see the previous month's pnl february was very very special what we did I'm obviously not guaranteeing 23 winning days this month, but I am guaranteeing you a profit because that's what we have delivered every single month. If you don't want to go for the top package, you can go for a lower package. You can just go for the podcast. That'll give you every single podcast I do, including the European show. The European show is at a $10 tier. And what I do on that show is I look all around the games around Europe and I just pick between five to eight games that I want to analyze. It's like getting five to eight premium plays for just $10 a month. That's $2.50 a week just for the European show. But if you want all sports, if you want to get this NBA, this tennis, this boxing, everything that we do, the WWE, all of the soccer as well, then sign up to the top package, which is tracked every single month. And the spreadsheets are very, very easy to find. You can find every spreadsheet over at lockbetting.com. You can find last month's spreadsheet as the pin tweet at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can also DM me at SGP Soccer on that Twitter account and ask me anything that you want to ask me about the lockbetting.com packages. I am always available on my DMs. Also, when it comes to the Soccer Gambling Podcast, guys, I need your reviews. I want to bring the locks back. Some guys sometimes read between the lines and can always detect what my lock could potentially be. I think last week in the Bundesliga show, I made it very obvious when I took Wolfsburg. But last week's Bundesliga show, like last week's EPL show, was a slam dunk. I'm talking about the weekend shows. And the midweek show, the EPL show, went 5-2 and two with the picks. So... There really is no excuse to not leave a review here for the Soccer Gambling Podcast. I want to give you your locks back. And if you want the locks back here on the show, then simply just go and leave a review here for the show. If you've already done it for the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, that is appreciated. But this is a brand new feed. We are trying to place higher here in the soccer charts for podcasts. And uh, in order to go higher, we not only need more listeners, but we need more reviews because that factors into the metrics. So if you guys could do that for me, it would be much appreciated at this end. Moving on to Monday's games, we have Chelsea at home to Everton, where Chelsea are a three to five favourite. It's three to one to draw and it's 21 to four on Everton. Outside of City, 
these are the two informed teams at the moment. Tuchel hasn't lost a game. He's been unbeaten in his first 10 games as the Chelsea manager. It's difficult to make a case for Everton here, so I'm just going to take Chelsea on the money line. Everton aren't really a team who go and win three games in a row, but that's what they've done as of late. So I'm just fading Everton here based on historical data and the fact that Chelsea have really found their groove here with Thomas Tuchel. This is a team that could comfortably get into the EPL top four. This is a team that could end up being a threat in the Champions League. And I don't want to overblow the um, the quality of the Premier League here because at times the Premier League defending is horrific. But at the moment, when you're looking around Europe, so many teams are in transition. If Tuchel can organise this team, this team can be a threat in the Champions League. Now, obviously, not as big a threat as Bayern Munich because when Bayern Munich click, they are a serious threat to Manchester City. But outside of that, there's no threat coming from the La Liga teams. Chelsea beat Atletico Madrid comfortably. I'm not confident that Real Madrid are going to do anything in the Champions League this year. Barcelona already out. PSG are massively inconsistent. They haven't even won their domestically. Juve lost the first leg to Porto. So there is a potential here for Chelsea to emerge as a surprise package in the Champions League and obviously to comfortably secure their um, their passage into the, uh, into the next year's Champions League via the top four and maybe even win the FA Cup. There are things that Chelsea can do this season and they have good players. They have decent defenders, although they should have invested better defensively. And obviously, they are very, very top heavy. And if Tuchel can somehow get these attackers to gel and the top end of the pitch can match what he's done at the bottom end of the pitch, where they've been very, very defensively sound, then this team can have a very, very strong end to the season. I'm worried about Chelsea as a United fan. I'm worried about them winning the FA Cup. I don't care about what they do in the Champions League because we're not in that. And I'm worried about them stealing second place. They look very, very convincing. Even though it was 1-0, they look very, very comfortable against Liverpool yesterday in that win at Anfield. So this is a team to watch as we head towards the end of the season. They could win the FA Cup. They could be dangerous in the Champions League. And they certainly look like they're going to comfortably finish inside of the top four. So watch out for Chelsea as we head towards the end of the season. The final game here we're looking at is West Brom against Leeds. Uh, West Ham against Leeds. Sorry, big difference. Uh, West Ham here are available at evens. It's 13 to 5 to draw and it's 13 to 5 also on Leeds. I think at some point West West Ham are going to slip here. I don't see them finishing in the top four. I think I've made that clear over the recent weeks. I'm not sure if this is necessarily a game where they do slip up, but I am confident here that both teams will be able to find the net in this one. I think that one is my favourite play for this game. The reasoning is relatively simple. In the last five meetings between these sides... Both teams have scored in every game with West Ham coming out on top in the last one. Leeds are a free-scoring team. They don't defend very well, so they will give you opportunities. And West Ham should be able to take advantage of those opportunities. But it wouldn't surprise me to see Leeds getting a positive result here. They're one of those very Jekyll and Hyde teams in the Premier League. We've talked about them, those type of teams at length here on most of the podcasts that we do. We all know the book is out on Leeds being inconsistent. So we don't know what kind of leads will turn up here. And as I said, I'm not necessarily confident that West Ham are going to continue up this this form throughout the rest of the season. Yes, they'll finish in the top half. They may even qualify for the Europa League, but I'm relatively certain they don't have what it takes to qualify for the Champions League. I do think they'll run out of steam. But as I said, both teams to score will be the play here for this game. That's available at 8-13 based on the data that has cashed in the last five games between these two teams. 
So that concludes your EPL show. Don't forget to check out the Bundesliga show that will be available on the feed later on today. Also check out lockbetting.com. We spoke about that at length on this show because it is the start of the month and it is no better time to sign up. And as I said, once again, please leave your reviews for the Soccer Gambling Podcast so we can bring the locks back on this show. Every single review you leave will be much appreciated and will add to bringing the locks back to the show. That's it for me in this edition of the EPL show. Good luck with all your bets as always. And thanks for listening.